What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're about to experience a life giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak to us, Lord, and speak to us with strength and speak to us with power, God, and move by your spirit now. God, we need a refill today. 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 In this building and online, lift your hands and say, God, I need a refill. And put a praise and expectation behind it right there. Say it again, now 15. Say, I need a refill. Come on, grab a seat. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So this series all this month has been called How to Be Great. Say, I know how to be great. Why? Because greatness is God's promise to us. In Genesis 12 and 2, we see God speak these words to Abraham. He says, and I will make you a great nation, which means everything attached to you is supposed to be great. Your family will be great. Your finances will be great. Your future will be great. Your body, yada, yada, will be great. Hear me. Everything attached to you is not just supposed to be good. Everything attached to you is to be great. And watch me 915, not for your glory, but when people look at the greatness that's on you and in you, they'll say there must be a God. Why? I remember them win. I'm so glad God leaves people in your life that saw you before your greatness. Why? Because they're going to be able to look at your greatness and say, didn't nobody do that for them but God. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you how? Abundantly. Which means, watch me, God says you don't just need enough. You need more than enough because I'm going to make sure that you walk in abundance. Come on, say, I live in abundance. I this is why other people pull on you other people need you to do things other people call on you why because since you live in abundance this means that God will use you to pour into other people God will use you to bless other people God will use you to encourage other people here's what's crazy sometimes when you need to be encouraged God will send you somebody that needs to be encouraged and God says I bless you abundantly so I need you to pour from your overflow I hope you're not sitting next to a stingy person I hope you're not sitting next to somebody that doesn't recognize 
that God has blessed them to be a blessing, would you please look at somebody and say, you live in abundance. You live. And I will make your name great, which means your name will be exalted and distinguished. Exalted means wherever your name is seen, it's going to be at the top. Wherever people see you, it's going to be at the top. Prepare to be one of the top producers in your company this year. Prepare to be one of the top producers. You ready? In your family this year. Prepare to be one of the top people in your industry this year. Well, Bishop, I'm the tail. But you know what I love about the Lord? Is that what he'll do? Is that he'll take you from the tail and just turn the line around. So all of a sudden, he makes you the head. I hope you know that God's got greatness on you and God has greatness in you. Please tell somebody, say he's about to make your name great. He's about to. Matter of fact, 915, I tell you when I count the three to say your first and last name in the building and online. One, two, three. And an angel's about to take your name. Your name's about to be brought up. Favor's about to find you. Opportunity's about to open for you. Come on, say, make my name great. Make my Watch me, and I will make your name great, exalted and distinguished, which means not only will your name be seen at the top, but your name will be distinguished, which means when people hear your name, it's going to produce a different response. There's certain names that we hear, that when we hear that name, we think of certain things. If I was to say Oprah, you think of something. If I was to say Tyler Perry, you think of something. If I was to say Bill Gates, you think of something. But when people hear your name, they're going to think greatness. They're going to say that person shouldn't have survived after everything they've been through. They're going to say that person should have lost their mind a long time ago. They're going to say that person should have committed suicide years ago. But their name is distinguished. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to other people. So you say, Bishop, but he's not speaking this to me. He's speaking this to a man named Abraham. Well, Galatians 3.29 says that God's promise to Abraham belongs to who? Talk to who? Which means everything we just read directly applies to you. So now let's go back to the verse, and I need you to put your name every place where it says you. You're going to say your name because I need you to lock this in you so that you stop settling for good when great's available. So that you stop settling to just do better than your family when you're supposed to be in a whole nother dimension. So that you stop settling to just be the best in your little friend group, and you make your friend group up. And I will make a great nation, and I will bless abundantly and I will make great and you shall be a great source of blessing to other people somebody say that's my promise so watch uh, what is great bishop it literally means this to be above normal or average you're not regular and this is why other people try to talk about you because there's something great about you hear me if nobody's talking negative about you you must only be good but when people start running their mouth about you, that means there's some greatness that's on you. Oh, my God. I need everybody in the building and online that used to think people talking about you was bad, but recognizes that it comes with a seat called great. I just need you to open up your mouth and worship God for three seconds right there. Go three, two. Come on, say it's proof of greatness. It's proof. In fact, when you begin to look at what people attack, you'll know that's where you're anointed. When you begin to look at where people come after you, you'll know that's where you're created to conquer. When you begin to look at how you're afflicted, you'll discover that's how you're gifted. So instead of saying, I don't want to hear it, sometimes you need to listen to what they say so that you know exactly what you're supposed to do. But she just thinks she all that. I never said that. You said that. But they just so grand. I never said that. You said that. They just think they're better than everybody else. I never said that. But evidently what you just said indicated how you feel about the... 
You're above normal. You're above average. Your quality is good. Watch me. You don't just put out sloppy mess. Um, I'm so glad that the person next to you is a person of excellence. They, they're a person of quality. Everything they do, they do it and they do it well. They do it and they do it and they do it well. I, I'm so glad that there's a distinction about them. That everything you do, it's wonderful. It's first rate. And it's not just good. It's very good. Say very good. It means remarkable in your degree, your power, or your intensity. Degree infers temperature, which means everything you do, you bring another level of heat to it. Everything you do, you bring another temperature to it. And what I love about the human body is the human body will automatically raise the temperature. It's called a fever. And most people look at a fever as something negative. But really, a fever is an indication that your body is functioning properly because it's trying to kill something that does not belong. For some of y'all, the heat that's been in your life lately, you could survive. But there's certain people that were around you that could not survive. God says these people don't belong around you because while they're settling for good, I've created you to be great. I don't like the way you said that. On three, I need you to holler great. One, two, three. Remarkable in degree, power, or intensity. Pay, Pay attention. When you do something, you do it with intensity. You don't, you don't just half do anything. Matter of fact, people say you're a fanatic. Well, if I'm going to do it, I need to do it with all of me. Ask me. I don't know how to do 99 and a half. Either I'm all in or I'm all out. But I, I don't know how to do gray. I don't know 50 shades of gray. I know black or white. I know how to either get in where I fit in or just go find somewhere else to fit. But I, but I don't know how to do anything. Let me help some of you because you're not used to seeing a lot of people that are like that because we live in a culture that's full of gray. We live in a culture of people that say it don't take all of that. It don't take all of that for you. But why would I want your life? I why are you, so, why are you so, sold out for what you do? It may not take all of that for you, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with intensity. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it to win. The Bible says that everybody's in a race, but not everybody's fighting and running that race to win. But since you're in the race, you can't avoid the race. You might as well win. All I do is win, 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 no matter. It means superior. So when you're superior, this means that all of your hell is going to come from those that feel inferior. Even when you try to make them feel included. Even when you, watch me, some of you, let me tell you what you're guilty of. You are guilty of trying to water down who you were in order to make other people feel comfortable. And the truth is they were never going to feel comfortable because, watch me, because good ain't never going to be comfortable around great unless it wants to come up. I pray God surrounds you with some people this year that want to come up. I pray God put some people around you this year that sharpen you. Iron sharpens iron. You have no business being around aluminum people. You have no business being around people that are a lesser grade than you. And it's not arrogance. It's just awareness. It's confidence, which means this isn't just something I'm pretending to be. This is something that's all in me. Come on now, 15. We're about to go up. Say greatness is on me. And greatness is in me. Let's go further. So Wednesday, I taught you that greatness has to be handled a certain way. If you don't handle greatness with honor, you'll only seize it for a season. But God's promise is that you'll live there for a lifetime. Now, this is significant for you and I. Say why, Bishop? Because as I'm preaching this series to you this month, we are in the middle of something. We are in the middle and coming down to the last three days of what are known as the biblical spring feasts. Now, this is important because for some of you, you haven't seen every area of your life shift to great yet. I don't like your lack of faith in this building. 
For some of you, watch me, I need you to hear me. What hasn't happened in years can happen in these last three days. Oh my God. What the call you were waiting on can happen in these last... The relationship you were praying for can happen in the I I wish I had faith in this building. Come on, open up your mouth, say, and it's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready. All right, watch me, watch me. What are the spring feasts? What are the spring feasts? What's me? They represent sudden fast forward movement. In the comments, you type SFFM. Say sudden, fast, forward, movement. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. Watch me. The Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar, which doesn't go from January to December. It literally has four different starts predicated upon the purpose of the year. All right. This means that every quarter God has given you an opportunity to have a new beginning. All right. Now, in this Hebrew calendar, there are three fall feasts and there are four spring feasts. And the Bible says they're to be honored forever. What does forever mean? What does it mean in Hebrew? What does it mean in Greek? New Testament. All right. Forever means what? Forever. So pay attention. Here they are. Leviticus 23 and 5. Passover. This represents the death of Jesus. And we go back to Exodus to discover the Passover because literally as the children of Israel were getting ready to exit Egypt, the Bible says that the Lord sent the death angel and that wherever the blood of a lamb was applied at the doorpost of their home, the death angel couldn't come into that home. For some of you hear me, Bishop, how do I know that I'm in the midst of an exodus from a previous level of life? It's because there's some things that are dying that you can't control. There's some friendships that are dying that you can't control. Watch me. There are some desires that are dying that you cannot control. It means there's about to be a Passover. And whenever there's a Passover, there's about to be an exodus. You're about to exodus depression. You're about to exit from anxiety. You're about to exit from frustration. You're about to exit from everything that was just good when great is available. For some of you, you're about to exit the city you used to live in. You better live it up because you're about to walk into your... Verse 6, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So immediately following Jesus' crucifixion, we begin the Feast of Unleavened Bread. This unleavened, leaven in the scripture represents sin or error. So Jesus was perfect. He's 100% God, 100% man. Someone's man, you can't believe he's God. Someone's uh, man, you can't believe he's man. Someone's God, you can't believe he's man. He, he is the Theanthropos. He is that guy. 100% divine, 100% human at the same time. Pay attention. He had no error. He literally lived a sinless life so that you and I, when we receive him, we get credit as if we live like him. Let's stop. I don't know who couldn't serve a God like that that says, I know you got some raggedy, ratchet ways, but I'm going to live a perfect, sinless life so that if you receive me, you get to live like you live like I did, even though you didn't. Wait, who can thank him for his blood? I wish. 915. Come on, elbow somebody close to you. Elbow somebody close to you and say, who couldn't love a God like that? Who? Who could not love a God like that? So let's go back to Old Testament. Old Testament, as they were exiting Egypt, they literally, they did not have time for the bread to proof. So literally, they had to leave so quickly that what they wanted to finish, they couldn't. Mm. Oh, my. Literally, they had to leave so quickly that what they were trying to accomplish, they could not accomplish. And for some of you all hear me, there are going to be certain things where you're trying. Well, I just want to wrap this up. I want to wrap this up. And God says, we ain't wrapping none of that up. I 
It's going to happen so fast. Why? Because the spring feast represent what? Sudden, fast, forward movement. I need you to find somebody, the, the most excited person around you, and just touch them on the shoulder. Online, you stretch your hands and type it in the comments. Say, sudden, fast, forward movement. Sudden. Stay with me. Oh, this is going to happen quick, fast, and in a hurry. Just a second person. Say, sudden, fast, forward movement. Find you a third person. Say, sudden, fast, forward movement. Oh, yeah, you ain't going to have time to wrap it up the way you want it to. You ain't going to have time to close it out the way you want it to. That thing's going to happen quick, fast, and in a hurry. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Feast of unleavened bread. Feast of unleavened bread. Feast of unleavened bread. So this happens so quickly. Then we get to the third of those feasts. Uh, verse 8 says, during these feasts, you to present an offering by fire. So this is why during the spring feast, we sacrifice. And if you haven't gotten that seed in the ground, you need to get that seed in the ground. Now, here's somebody saying, Bishop, what if I literally just found out about it? Or what if I don't have a seed to sacrifice? Then here's what you do. You say, Lord, I make a vow. I'm going to get you your seed by thus and such date. But hear me, you never miss a season of sowing and not get your seed in the ground. Because if you miss your opportunity to sow, guess what you forfeit? Your opportunity to reap. And I I've been through too much to miss my harvest season. I, I, I've gone through too much to miss my harvest. I've sacrificed too much to miss my harvest. Here's the third of those feasts. It's called the day of first fruits. If you look at verse Verse 10, the day of first fruits. This is what we call in America Easter Sunday. A better term is the day of first fruits. That's the name of the feast or resurrection Sunday. All right. And literally, the term Easter comes from Ishtar, which is a false god. Hmm. All right. Resurrection Sunday or the day of first fruits is what's in the scripture. Now, what's the principle of first fruits? The principle of first fruits is that whatever the first is, so go the rest. Which means everything that Jesus was, he is our first fruit. Say, Jesus is my first fruit. Which means whatever he is, 915, that's the same thing you are. So since he resurrected, guess what you're about to do? Because he could survive betrayal, guess what you're going to do? Because they couldn't keep him down, guess what they'll never be able to do to you? I Everything that Jesus is, you and I are. And then we get to the final of those, which is this day that we are on today, the day of Pentecost. This is 50 days post the Passover. In the Bible, this is also known, say with me, 915, as the Feast of Weeks. It's also known as the Feast of Shavuot. Here it is. It's also known as the Feast of the Harvest. I'll wait. I'll wait. For some of y'all, I'm so glad you survived. I'm so, so glad you survived your sowing season because you just stepped into your harvest season. I, God, I don't like your silence. Open up your mouth. Say, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. Hey, let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So uh, why is this significant? Because this was 50 days after Passover. It was a day of celebration. Um, it was a day of celebration, Old Testament, New Testament. This is in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost. If you grew up in church, you know the scripture. When the day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all gathered together in one place with one accord and then suddenly, everybody say suddenly. What did these spring fest represent? Sudden, fast, forward movement. What did they represent? Sudden, fast, forward movement. Which means one moment it was one thing and on the day of Pentecost it was another thing. I need your faith to elevate in this building and online. You walked in the church and it was one situation. But by the time you walk up on of here, God, I need faith. Can you just open up your mouth and shout suddenly on three? One, two, three. Suddenly. Come on, Wednesday or Sunday. Say it again. Say suddenly. Let's go. 
It says it's 50 days post Passover. It's the Feast of Weeks. It's the Feast of Shavuot. And it's the Feast of Harvest. Literally, everything was regular when they walked into the upper room. And then all of a sudden, on the day of Pentecost, they got a power that they had never had before. And for some of you, your life has been real regular until today. Your life has been real good until today, but it's about to shift to a place called great. So what is this, Bishop? There are three experiences, we're almost done, that you can have as a Christian. The first experience is the decision to become a Christian or salvation. I'm being born again and sealed by the Spirit. Say, this is the first experience. Salvation is a beginning, it is not an ending. Pay attention, Luke, uh, John 4, or excuse me, uh, Ephesians 1 and 13 says, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, which means when you give your life to the Lord, God says, I'm going to seal you. 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 I'm going to make sure that everybody knows that you're mine. They may have had you once, but I got you all the time. Okay. <laughs> Looks at the neighbor and say, you are the Lord. You, uh-huh. You're no longer the enemies. You're no longer depressions. You're no longer fears. You're no longer doubt. Let's go here. You're no longer the labels that they used to put on you. Watch me. That's why the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. God says, I got my seal on the outside of you. There is a Hebrew word for that, language of our Old Testament, this word mikvah, which literally means living water cleanses from the, uh, living water cleanses externally. This is why when you get saved, one of the things you do is water baptism, and you can register for that, and you can get that done in the month of June. You can be a part of that, all right? Say, this is the first experience. Where most Christians stop is right there. The problem is, is that there's another level that's available. Salvation is good, but being filled with the Spirit is great. I need you to pay attention because for some of you, you're like, I just feel this. I just feel this. I'm so stressed. I'm so this. I'm so that. Could it be because you stopped at one when there was another level that was available? The second experience is known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit or being spirit filled. And that's what's about to break out in this room and online because everybody about to get filled. And for those that are filled, you're about to get a refill. Why? Because life has been draining you. Life has been pulling on you. Life has been wearing you out. But today, you're about to reverse that thing. And what was wearing you out, you're about to wear it out. What was taking you down, you... God, I wish I had faith in this building. Say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Come on. So the first experience, the Holy Ghost seals you. God says, you're mine, right? All right? But in the second experience, God fills you so that now he lives on the inside of you which means everybody listen which means i don't just talk to a god that's external i have a god that is now internal which means greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world which means you can walk into any atmosphere or environment and change it, watch me, from the inside out, which means I ain't never scared anywhere I go or anything I do. Why? Because I've got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me. Please make sure you sit next to somebody that's got a little feel in them. Would you just elbow them and say, you got the ghost, you got the ghost, you got the ghost. Now, listen, when I say Holy Ghost, it's the same thing as Holy Spirit, same thing as the Spirit of God, same thing as being Spirit-filled. Here it is, John 14 and 17. Listen carefully. The Bible says, he is the Holy Spirit. So what is the Holy Spirit? Okay, let me, let me fix this understanding. The Bible says that, that hero Israel, the Lord our God, Deuteronomy 6, 4, is one. God is not one plus one plus one equaling three. That's a, that's a monster. 
God is one times one times one equaling one. See, if I have water in its liquid form, what is it? Water. If I freeze it, it's ice, but it's still water. If I heat it hot enough to where it vaporizes, it's called steam, but it's still water. So God is one times one times one equaling one, which means the Holy Ghost ain't junior God. The Holy Ghost is God. Which means the same God that created everything and spoke to nothing, that's the same God that lives in you. Which is why you can walk up on a thing and call things that be not as though they were. I got the same God that stepped into nothing and created something living in me. John 14, 17. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. Say, he's leading me. Now, why is this good news? Because sometimes when you're being led, you don't quite understand your steps. Mm. And for some of you, I'm going to explain that your steps are about to make sense. You don't know why you took that job, why you moved to that city, why you dated that person, why you went through that issue, why this happened. It's because sometimes he's got to order your steps, even if the steps that are ordered don't make sense to you. You are not your God. He is your God, which means he's not a genie in the bottle and you rub him the right way. He's the God that'll lead you, which means sometimes I'm going to take you through dark places. Why? Because I I need you to be the light. I want to preach now. Sometimes I'm going to take you to people that your only assignment is to help them get to their next. And you were like, they used me. They did not use you. God said that I needed you to help them get to the next stage of their journey. And once that was over, I put a period on the... Re- oh my God. 915, open your mouth. Say, he's leading me. You don't know why you went to school for that particular subject. Why? God says, I need you to learn this because in a few years, it's going to make sense why you learn this. I need you to move to that city for that season, for that period of time, because I'm going to connect you to somebody that's going to change the future of your life. I need you. I'm leading you. And sometimes when you're being led, your leading does not make sense. But open your mouth, 915, say, but he is leading me. He he is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. Truth is what God says about a situation. Not what you feel about it, not what you think about it. Which means if he's leading you into truth, there's some things he's got to lead you into, you ready? To show you yourself. Okay. Because there's sometimes that you don't see you until God brings you around somebody and says, now I'm going to give you a mirror. So everything you complaining about in other people, I need you to see you. Because sometimes, watch me, even when you're getting ready, everybody wave if this is the truth. Sometimes you can feel like everything's good until you see yourself in a mirror and you start adjusting and moving stuff. Why? Because when I see me clearly, I can change me. For- Please, 915, say he's leading me into all truth. He- Bible says the world cannot receive him, but you know him. Pay attention, which means you can't get the Holy Ghost to be filled with the Spirit of God until you're first saved. Because the world does not know him, and they cannot receive him. But you know him because he lives with you now. Say, say he's with me. Say, but in five minutes, he's going to be in me. Read your Bibles. He said, he's with you now. But I don't just need omnipresent God. Why? Everybody get that. I don't just need the God that's everywhere at the same time. Everybody get that. I need the God that'll come dwell in me. And he'll push me when I don't want to be. He'll give me strength when I want to quit. He'll give me fire when I want to give up. He'll, I wish I had some folk. Lift your hands. Open your mouth for five seconds. Say, fill me, God. Fill me, God. Five. Four, three, two, say it again, say, fill me, God. Say it, fill me, God. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. 
So, Bishop, how does this happen? Luke 11 and 13. Why do you have a saneness, Bishop? How do I, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? Some of you grew up um, where they did a lot of weird stuff to just, you know, it's stuff they did. They say, come tarry at the altar and just sit there and say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. And then they get in your ear and tell you how to speak in tongues. Roto basha. I say, no, it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. Same way you got saved by faith, you're filled by faith. Pay attention. It says, much more will your heavenly Father give you, say your name, the Holy Spirit to those who what? Ask him. Which means this isn't automatic. God says, I'm going where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. So if you don't want me in you, good luck. Do it on your own. But you're going to be stuck like Chuck. You don't want me around you? Then guess what? Good luck. Do it on your own. But I don't know about you. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost like a fish need water. I, I need the Holy Ghost like Hagen need does. I need the Holy. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Come on, open your mouth. Nine fifteen. Say, I need him. I need him. I need him. I need him. I need. Yeah, because the Holy Ghost helps me to do what I don't want to do. The Holy Ghost pushes me when I want to. Come on, say, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. So here's the third experience because some of you said, Bishop, I've been filled with his spirit before and I don't know what's going on. Can I tell you the problem? You're sealed. You're filled. But every now and then, she showed me how to do it. You, you got you to gotta get, get refilled. Girl, come hit this button for me. There you go. You ready? You ready? There you go. Watch me. You ready? <laughs> they give me all these. I don't see the props until Sunday. You ready? See, for some of you, watch me. This is what's happening outside when this is supposed to be what's happening. You know why I'm not scared of storms? Because there's one in me. Come on, come on, say, say, I need a refill. So this is the third experience. And this one happens over and over and over and over and over and over again. So if you grew up in a traditional church, a Pentecostal church, you would talk, you get filled with the Holy Ghost and that's it. The problem is, is that life will drain you. That's like going to a restaurant and only getting one water. No, boo, I'm going to need you to keep running them this way. Why? Uh, you, you don't just drink water once in your life and say, I got it. That's the same way the Holy Spirit works. Is I don't just get filled once. Mm -mm. I need a refill because every day I'm expending that which I've been filled with. For some of you, you don't realize how much it takes just to be you. Why? You're so used to doing it. You're not used to uh, recognizing sometimes that you do it on autopilot, but sometimes you don't have the power to do it. And for some of y'all, you've been on fumes. Guess what? You're about to get a fresh feel. Mm. Ah, I preach to my own self. For some of y'all, you've been five miles to empty, but you're about to get a refill. I need you to touch somebody next to you and say, you're about to get a refill. I don't like the way they respond to touch somebody else that'll put a praise behind it, please. So you're about to get a refill. I can't do this without him. I, I can't do this without him. I can't see right without him. I can't hear right without him. I can't talk right without him. I can't. Ready? Let's go. Ephesians 5, 18. Look what he says. He says, let me tell you what you've been doing. You ready for me? You ready? Say, preach, Bishop. So let me tell you what you've been doing. Because when you need a refill, it is easy to settle for substitutes. When you're stressed, it's easy to settle for a substitute. When you wore out, it's easy to settle for a substitute. When people are about to work your... Listen, I just need to check the room and online. Where are the people that say, Bishop, they ain't working my last nerve. I ain't got no more nerves left for these ninjas to work. 
Ain't no nerves left. It's just, ready? When you, watch me, when you have been drained, it's easy to settle for a substitute. So watch what the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 5.18. He says, stop getting drunk with wine. Uh-oh. What did he say? He says, you're settling for substitutes. He said, you're exchanging this for a couple of drinks. And the problem is, once you drink those drinks, you're going to need some more drinks because those drinks aren't even designed. They can't do it like I do it. I, he says, watch me. So listen, he says, you're reaching to wine for joy. Question, what do you reach to for joy? See how quiet I got? What are you reaching to for joy? Because God says, this is not the way to get this. Whatever you've been reaching for, it's a sloppy substitute. And don't nobody want no RC Cola if it ain't the real thing. I... Don't nobody want no fruit tanglios. Bring me some fruit loops, y'all. Okay, let's teach. Let's teach. They have the bag cereal. Who knows about the bag cereal at the bottom? Now, here's the thing. The bag cereal, they'll say, it's just like... And that's a lie. Because them fruit tanglios taste like ch uh, chalk. They're disgusting. Now watch me. It's easier because it's cheaper. And for some of y'all, you've been settling for cheap, sloppy substitutes. But today, you're about to leave with the... Oh, my God. Come on, say, open your mouth and say, Lord, I need a refill. Stop getting drunk with wine. He says, what are you reaching to for joy? What are you reaching to for an escape? What are you reaching to for a way out and a way through? Pay attention. He says, there's sometimes you're in situations and you just say, God, I got to get through this. He says, what are you reaching for? There's sometimes you're in situations and you say, God, I got to get out of this. What are you reaching for? Paul said, I know what y'all what are reaching for. He says, y'all reaching for wine. 915, what are y'all reaching for? Because for some, you know who you've been reaching to? You've been reaching to your past. See how quiet I got? You've been reaching to people that already proved that they don't operate at the level of life that you do. So you keep reaching for projects and God's trying to get you somebody that, okay. You keep reaching for who you used to be and God says, but that keeps taking you back. You keep reliving trauma that you've already outlived and survived. What are you reaching to? He says, he says you're looking for joy and escape, a way out, a way through, which leads to wild living. He says, so you use this to get a refill but it's a sloppy, sorry substitute that's cheap. And pay attention. Cheap is different than a good value. See, you don't have to pay a lot, but it's a good value. Cheap means it ain't worth what you pay for. Y'all not going to say nothing? You ever bought something that was cheap and you discovered it wasn't a good value? Why? Because when you put it on, the thing popped off. Y'all, You didn't even get it. Some of y'all had to change outfits this morning because it popped off. Why? Because it was cheap, boo. Let's go. Let's go. He says, this leads to wild living. He says, don't cope with life the wrong way. Everybody's coping, but it's not everybody is coping right. He said, for some of you, all you reach for is sleep. That's all you do is you sleep. Because it takes so much energy for you to be alive and awake that you have to reach for sleep. And so watch me. You sleep in 12, 13, 14 hours. Just to function for eight. Y'all not saying that to me. Watch me. For some of you, you ready? You are reaching for things that never have the ability to fully satisfy you. And here's what's crazy. You've been filled with this spirit before. You were just never taught that you needed to come get you some more. Oh, my God. Say, I need a refill. I need a refill. I need a refill. Okay, how do you know this, Bishop? Look at the last part of the verse. He says, but keep on being filled with the spirit. 
which means this is not a moment. This is not a monument. This is a lifestyle, which means every day I got to say, God, I need a refill. Because what I got last Sunday is not enough to get me through the day. What I got yesterday is not enough to get me through the day. And for some of y'all, you've been feeling real depleted. I'm here to tell you in about three minutes, it's about to be a refill that's going to hit this building and a refill that's going to hit online. Lift your hands, open your mouth, worship God for three seconds right there. Go three, two, one. Say, Lord, I need a refill. Say, I need a refill. So watch me. Why do I need a refill? Because when you stay filled, you'll succeed. Let me help some of you understand these bad decisions. Let me help some of you understand these bad relationships. Let me help some of you understand some of the crazy. How many can be honest that in the last five months, you've done some stuff that when you look back, you're like, now what you doing? So half y'all lying. You, you ready? That's me. How many can be honest that we look back on how we said something? We're like, now I did not need to say it like that. We look back on how we did something like I did not need to do it like that. We, we look back on some people that uh, that you pulled around you and like I don't know what I was thinking. You look at some people that you text and you were like, can I unsend my text because I had no business. When you stay filled, you will succeed. Say success belongs to me. Nine fifteen. I need you to talk like the army that you are. Say success belongs to me. So watch the Bible in Zechariah four and six. It says this: You won't succeed. You ready? By might. That's me, or by power, but it'll be by my spirit. Okay, let me say it again. Because some of you, you keep working on your power, you keep working on your might, you keep getting more skills, and all of that's good. But God says that's not how you're going to succeed. Your business is going to succeed not because you're skilled, it's going to succeed because you are spirit. Oh my God! You're going to do well in a city that kills pastors. Why? Because if you stay filled, you, oh my God, open up your mouth, say, this is spiritual. Zechariah 4, 6, you won't succeed. What does this mean? Uh, the word succeed there means this. You will not achieve, please go with me. You will not achieve your desired result except by his spirit. So, which means there's a lot of goals you set and you don't meet and you don't meet because you're skilled, but you're not spirit Talk! You're not what? Okay, ready? I need you to go with me. We only got five minutes. I need you to go. I don't have time. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Somebody says, you're about to get a refill. Mm -mm. Please try the other one. So you're about to get a refill. You know who needs to hear this most? Touch yourself. Say, you're about to get a refill. He says, you won't achieve your desired result. Now, listen to this definition of what this means, the Hebrew word. It means this. Listen to this. You won't take a throne, an inheritance, an office, or a position. Look at the last word, from. Okay. All right. See, everything, all of God's promises have process. And the problem is, when he told the children of Israel, go get the promised land, there were some other people that were in their stuff. See, you keep saying, what's for me is for me. Uh-uh, what's for you is what you're going to take. The kingdom suffers violence, but violent men and women take it back. I hope you ain't sitting next to a punk. 
I hope you're not streaming with a punk. What is that? Somebody that don't want to take nothing. Somebody that just wants things handed to them. Look at somebody and say, take it. Say it again. Say, take it. Let's go. He says, you won't succeed. You won't achieve your desired result or take a throne, inheritance, office, or position from. Which means there's some stuff that God says, it's yours, but you're going to have to snatch that up. I need a violence to come in this building and online. Because some of y'all are like, God, when you going to do it? When you go take it? God, when am I going to have peace? When you go take it? God, when am I going to have joy? When you go take it? God, when am I going to have my strength back? When you go take it? God, when am I going to have my finances right? When you go take it? Please tell somebody, say, take it. Let's go. He says, you won't take it <laughs> from somebody. Old school church used to say, I'm going into the enemy's camp. Y'all, let's go to permit him. And I'm about to take back everything. You're about to get your peace back, your joy back, your self-esteem back, your fight back, your... Please, 915, say, I'm about to take it, huh? Watch me. Watch me. And you know, you know what you should be most excited about? Because there's certain things that it's true. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy that he took. You want to know what's crazy? Is there's more stuff that you, come here, that you just, you, you just, you just gave him. You ain't been through everything you've been through to just give up your self-esteem like that. You ain't been through everything that you've been through to just give up. I'm just going to quit. I wish you would. Your mama, y'all ain't going to sit there. Yeah. Look at somebody and say, you don't have the luxury of quitting. You. Uh-uh, you're going to fight and you're going to fight until you win. <laughs> you're going to do it and you're going to do it until you walk away with the victory. You're going to do it until everybody sees that the Lord is with Please look at somebody and say, you're about to take it. He said, you want to achieve the desired result. Take a throne, inheritance, or position from. Which means when I'm spirit-filled, there's an authority that rises up in me. That says, let me get that up off of you. Uh-uh. Now, watch me. The first one's easy. And for some of y'all, you expected it to be like the first one. That second one, though, sometimes that was going to require, okay. But when I'm spirit-filled, I can keep up. So you can try to get me. You can try to take it from me. But God will make it so that what was meant for my evil, God's going to turn that thing for my good. I don't like your silence, 915. Open up your mouth and say, I'm about to take it back. Say it again. I'm about to take it back. Let's go. Let's go. How, Bishop? Because when you're filled with the Spirit, you get power. Oh, my God. You get power. Say, I got the power. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, the Bible says this. We're done. Ooh, we're good on time. Let's go. Bible says, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit, watch me, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Say, say when I'm filled, say when I stay filled, I stay in power. Which means, which means if I stay filled, I'm not going to need a jump. And for some of y'all, the reason you keep going through all these emotional ups and downs is because you don't stay filled. So you got to keep getting the jump. But I pray that for today and the rest of your life, you would stay so filled that you don't need a jump. That for today and the rest of your life, 
that the switch would always be on, that the power would always flow, that you would not go in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out. But when you stay filled, you're going to stay in power. Lay your hands on yourself. Say your first name. Say stay filled so you can stay in power. Stay filled so you can stay in power. Watch me. Watch me. Let me show you. Matter of fact, let me get this. Let me get this because this is going to be you for the rest of this year. This was you in January. You had a couple of little moments where you came on in February. You had a couple of moments you came on in March. You had a couple of moments you came on in April. Had a couple of moments you came on in May. But from this moment forward, this is you. For the rest of 2023. Oh my God. I might be the only one, but that's cool. I know how to go by myself. Say, I got power. Say, I got power. All right, so what does power mean? Power is this Greek word, the language of our New Testament. We're done 915. It's dunamis. Dunamis come, is where we get our English word dynamite. Come on, come on, come on say, say it's like dynamite. Which means I got a power in me that knows how to explode in such a way that it demolishes what was in my way. I got a power in me that it's got the ability to create roads where there was not one. It's got the ability to create openings where there was not one. It's got the ability to create situations where there was not one. See, dynamite, you only use it to blow something up. I came to prophesy this over your life, 915. You about to blow up. I Harvest, come on, say, we about to blow up. Come on, say, my money's about to blow up. My family's about to blow up. My faith is about to blow up. My business is about to blow up. Put a praise behind it, right? Let's go. Let's go. It means, it means, it means ability. God says, when you stay filled, you're always going to have the ability. Bishop, how am I going to figure this out? He'll give you the ability. Bishop, how am I going to figure this out? He'll give you the ability. See, somebody keeps saying, God, I don't know how to do it. When you stay filled, he'll give you an idea. When you stay filled, he'll give you something creative. You're about to get ability that you've, not ha- lacked, that you've lacked the last few months. Then it means abundance, which means I always have more than enough. If I stay filled, I got more than enough joy. This is why other people keep pulling it on you for your joy. Why? Because I stay filled, so I got enough to go around. I can encourage you, 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 and then turn around and get in the mirror and encourage my... It means meaning. Your life is about to take on a new meaning. You thought you were here for one reason, but when you stay filled, your life is going to shift and you'll see for this reason was I created. I need you to prophesy to one person next to you. Say your purpose is about to show up. Just another one. Say your assignment is about to show up. You're about to see what you were created for. You're about to see what you were born for. And you're going to do it. And you're going to do it. And you're going to do it well. It means might. Say might. It means that when you, watch me, you can fight but not have might. You can fight but not have might. All right. Now, everybody, when you were a kid, they used to say this. And don't y'all send me no emails. Don't you start nothing with me. This is just an example. Okay. Fight like a girl. Fight like, you know how they say fight like a girl? Fight like a girl. Okay. That's, y'all remember when they used to say fight like a girl? Okay. All right. Okay. You remember that? Okay. Now, square up. All right. Now, fight like a G. Okay. Watch me. <laughs> Y'all ain't listen. Y'all ain't listen. See, watch me. Your days of fighting like this, fight like a girl. Those days have come to their conclusion. Because when you stay filled, oh, oh, you're just going to be some smoke. 
let's go. Which means when the enemy comes in like a flood, let's go. When the enemy's trying to mess with your kids, let's go. When the enemy's trying to mess with your finances, let's go. <laughs> but it means miracle working. It means miracle working. Which means when you stay filled with his spirit, you will live in a place called miracles. When you stay filled with his spirit, you'll live in a place called miracles. Which means your life, the norm of your life will be miracles. Which means you'll get up on the Red Sea and be the, people going to be like, well, what are we going to do? Well, since I stayed filled, I'm not worried. You ain't been up all night? Mm-mm. If he never sleeps nor slumbers, there's no need in me doing his job. I wish some of y'all would stop trying to be God because you don't do that good of a job better than in the first place. When I stay filled, I walk up on the Red Sea. And what does God tell Moses? Moses, just stretch your hand. All you got to do, Moses, is stretch. And because of what you're filled with, your stretch is going to create an opening. Your stretch is going to create a way. Your stretch is going to make a way out of no way. And I don't know who needs to hear this. God says, I need you to stretch one more time. I... Say it again. Say one more time. Say it again. One more time. Right, let's go. Let's go. It means, it means strength. It means strength. He says, and you shall receive power, strength. What does this mean? God says, you're going to deal with some stuff that's heavy. I wish people would stop lying and telling you that it's not going to be some stuff that's heavy. There's going to be some stuff that the weight of it is so much. Is there anybody in this building or online where you got weight on you? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I remember one time. I remember one time when I was um, when I was in high school, and I was training to play football for them one and a half seasons. Cause you ain't got to hit me but once. <laughs> you understand? You understand? Right? Right. That's me. And I was training. And so you know, I, you know, the big thing back then to really show you know show how strong you were is how much you could bench. And so you know, I'd spend all my time virtually you know on the leg press. And on the bench press, that's, that's the only thing. So, I, you know, I was like this and like this, okay? All right, and that's it, all right? And so, and so I'm, I'm laying on the bench press, and I'm doing that, and so I'm like, add, add another plate. Plate, what's that, 45 pounds. I'm like, add another plate. Plate me up, plate me up, plate me up. That's another 90 pounds. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, plate me up, plate me up, plate me up. Cool, cool, cool. And then I remember they got about four or five plates on there. And I made sure my spot was the biggest dude I could find. I said, come on, no, 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 you come back here. And so, and so I take the weight, and at first I'm like, oh, my God, this is too heavy. This is too much. And right when I was getting ready to say, I'm done, my spot stepped in and said, I got you. The Holy Ghost. Oh my God, the Holy Ghost will be your spot. <laughs> so when you're like, I cannot do this, he'll be like, but we ain't giving up. I'm about to be your spot. I'll carry it when you can't carry it. I'll walk with you when you can't do it on your own. Somebody holler strength. Holler again, holler strength. Let's go. Last definitions, mighty work. God says, I'll give you the ability to do mighty works. I'll give you the ability to have violence. And violence doesn't mean negative, a negative connotation here. Violence here means that you'll be focused and unwavering. God says, I will give you the ability to go do stuff that you never, watch me, it's not in your personality to, to act in such an assertive way. It's not, 
It's not in your personality to be that focused and unwavering, but I'm going to give you power to do that. Mm. Come on, shout power. Watch me. These last three definitions. Watch me. Pecuniary ability. This, now, th this is the crazy thing because this, all these other things are, are very spiritual. Then you get to one of these things that seems like it doesn't fit but until you realize that it's very spiritual too. Because pecuniary ability means the influence that comes with money. Okay. Which means, God says, I'm going to give you power so that you have pecuniary ability. So that means every time people see you, they're going to see you like you got. And let me translate for some of you all that don't understand what I mean when I say you got money. I am not talking about the act of possessing money, which means you have money. I'm talking about you possess so much money that when people look at you, they thought, oh, you don't come down this line. You come over here. Oh, you don't go through the regular bank. We got a private client bank. You don't call the regular number. You come over here, which means for some of you, your treatment is about to increase. Why? Not because of anything other than the fact that you're filled with his spirit and he's going to give you pecuniary ability. You're about to have influence that comes with wealth and power and money. Last two, moral power. It means I'll give you the ability to say yes to what you need to say yes to. No to what you need to say no to. Can we be honest that it's easy if you're hungry and somebody puts some chicken in front of you? Maybe you're a pescatarian. A nice piece of salmon in front of you. Or, or perhaps you're a meat eater. A nice steak in front of you. Perhaps you're vegan. A wonderful uh, Satan wing platter. Satan, uh, you know, that's Satan, excuse me. I remember the first time we were on a 21 day Daniel fast. And I went to the vegan restaurant. He was like, I was like, let me get these seed wings. He said, the satan wings? I said, no, I don't want those. I don't want the satanic wings. Don't bring me no satan. I don't want that. Seed. He said, well, actually it's pronounced this way. I said, that's how you pronounce it. I'm the customer, so this is what we call it. Okay? It's a short just. You ready? It's seed wings. You knew what I meant? Huh? The blood of Jesus. I'm going to take some anointing oil and anoint this whole restaurant. Maybe y'all won't take so long to bring the food. Listen. You ready? More power. Say, Lord, give me more power. More power means, God, give me the ability to say yes to what I need to say yes to and no to what I need to say no to. Because there are going to be things that I want to reach for that I need power to say no to. See, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You ready? Can, say, say, be real, Bishop. Okay. God, God says, uh, you need power to be able to say no. If some legs and hips and body show up. And you want to say yes. See how quiet it just got? This not, okay, I can see what we need to pray about at this 915. It's a legs, hips, and body spirit in here. If it shows up, you ready? And you're depleted. It's going to be easy. And then look, in this day of time, they just throw it at you. Okay, I should have saved this to the 1115. They'll just throw it at you. Ain't even met you all in your DMs just... Moral power says delete. Moral power says we're not even having this conversation. Moral power says don't come at me like that because you're coming at me like I'm a cheeseburger when I'm a whole big man. I'm offended that you thought I was that cheap. Say, Lord, give me more power. Here's the last one, excellence. God says, I'm going to give you the ability when everybody else is average. 
I'm going to give you the ability to be excellent. You, you, you know, that's part of the definition of great. Everybody stand in the building, end on line. Everybody stand in the building, end on line. Everybody stand in the building, end on line. You're standing if your legs work. If they don't work, come get healed so you can stand next time I say stand up. Yeah. Say, Lord, I need a refill. Lord, I need a refill. Because I need power. Every day. Every day. Yesterday, I was so frustrated with so many different things. I was so frustrated, I'd open my phone and forget what I even opened my phone for. And I don't forget stuff. I got too many people around me to forget stuff. I got Siri, I got Alexa, I got Trishonda. <laughs> She's my third go-to when the other two don't work right. No, I, I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated, I said, God. He said, son, you have been doing what you've been doing. He said, and you've been going so much. He said, you forgot to ask me for a refill. I was really, can I be honest? Say be honest, Bishop. Okay. <laughs> Two of y'all said be honest. I went on this whole little complaining spree. It was only about three minutes. <laughs> Don't judge me. Some of y'all, y'all been, you are in a current complaining. You walked in here complaining. Bishop, you lift your hands. You touch your neighbor. I ain't got no neighbor. You my neighbor. Then you move your hand. And so, and so I went on this little complaining spree. I was like, God, God, I just was, I just was going. I'm like, it's me and you. I said, and if you don't help me. It's been me and you. So it's like, if this, we can't do this. He says, son, you only feel that way because you're not feel. You only feel like that because you're not feel like that. Please be a rapper. Please be a hip-hop artist for 10 seconds. Look at somebody and say, you only feel like that. Because you're not filled like that. But there's a refill about to hit the building. I need you to lift your hands and open your mouth. It's not going to take long in the building and online. Stand up at home. I need you to lift your hands. I need you to open your mouth. Say, God, I need a refill of the Holy Spirit. Right here and right now, I receive. Now worship your God like he's refilling you. Worship your God like he's refilling you. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Worship your God like he's refilling you. Refill. 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 Because I need power. Say refill. Say it again. Say refill. Just the voices. Go. Just the voices. Thank you. Just the voices. I need some of y'all to get out of your seat and just walk the aisle for just 30 seconds. I need some of y'all to get to this altar. You haven't had an altar moment in months. You haven't had an altar moment in years. I need some of y'all to get up in your kitchen and walk around your house. And I need you to praise the God that's refilling you. I need you to worship the God that's refilling you. I need you to give glory to the God that's refilling you. You won't leave depleted. You won't leave depleted. You won't leave depleted. You won't leave stressed out. 
You won't leave war out. Come on, lift your hands, lift your sound in this building and online. Go! Can't leave the same way I came in. Come on, 915, where is your sound? He's attracted to sound. He's used to environments of sound. He's used to environments of worship. He's used to environments that adore him. He's used to environments that glorify him. He's, he's surrounded by angels crying out, holy, 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 holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Need a refill. Don't let me leave the same way. Don't let me leave the same way. Come on, lift your hands. Lift them when you lift them. <laughs> One of the postures of lifting your hands means to receive. So, Bishop, I don't feel nothing. When you're being refilled, it's not that you're necessarily supposed to feel anything. <laughs> He's waiting to hear you. He's waiting to hear you. I can't do it for you. He's waiting to hear you. You need a refill to deal with your kids. You need a refill to deal with your family. You need a refill to deal with your business. You need a refill. You need a refill. You need a refill. You need a refill. You need a refill for your strategy. You need a refill for how you're going to do your next. You need a refill for your next opportunity. You need a refill. We got to go heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. Those of you at the altar, just stay there for just a second. Altars are places of sacrifice. For some of you, you just, you got to, you're going to have to lay down your whole plan, your whole agenda. Everybody, if you're in this building online, you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Because you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God. Today's your day. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself a little or be sure in this building or online. When I count to three in the building, you're going to slip your hand up online. You're going to do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. One, two, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Don't miss your moment. Three, if that's you, hands up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Everybody in this building and online. I don't care if you and Jesus went to school and you got pictures of y'all at your graduation. Come on, it's me and the Lord. Everybody pray this me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, take your phone out, scan that QR code or text HARVEST to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app.
or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.